Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat. Thank you for being here. I hope you are well. Hope you're staying cool and dry and safe and all those things. How are you? You good? It's been a it's been a tough couple days for me, physically anyway. For me! We haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> I don't think it went well either, uh, but I hope you're doing okay. We got some stuff going on today. We do. We are. We got a question that I'm actually going to lead with. Well, not technically. The first thing I'll actually talk about will be the question about if you were team mom uh, or dad, what would be your uh, your go-to snack? We'll talk about a fantasy football story that uh, that made one major league baseball player slap another. It's just a ridiculous story. And I don't even know that I'll have all the information by the time we get to it. I think there will be more by the time the show comes out. It's just so ridiculous. We'll also talk about uh, some other sports things, the Phillies and uh, how bad they are. And we'll talk about John Madden just because, uh, you know, why not? Why not? And we'll talk about my new plan for Memorial Day weekend going forward based on what happened the other day. So uh, we'll get to all of that. But the first thing we are doing for you as uh, as I shift in my chair, if you're on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the melting pat, you can see this. I match my headband and my shirt both match today. Um I don't really plan these things in advance. It just kind of happens. But uh, if you're on the Patreon, you can see it. Boom. I think it's straight. I don't know. It'll be fine. You can also see Squirtle behind me. So if that's not a reason to subscribe to the Patreon to see all this stuff, I really don't know what is. So let me know who you want me to put on here. But anyway, for everybody, the patrons don't get the song because then I'd have to pay people and I don't want to do that. So uh, before we get to all of the things for the show, Pat, just get on with it. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Relax. We're going to do it. Uh, we have a song from our dear friend, Revive. You may remember she was on the show on Thanksgiving. It was fantastic, and I hope to have her back soon. But she released an EP called Trauma Response, and uh, it is great. I highly recommend it. Go stream it. Go buy it. Go let her know that I sent you in her direction, and she'll go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Uh, so we're going to play a song from it. You can find her on social media, by the way, at I am Revive. That's R-A-V-I-V-E. And uh, the link to all of her stuff will be in the show notes. So, yeah, there you go. Trauma Response to EP is out now. This song is Cry About It. We'll be right back. It's the Melting Pat. Of the devil, devil, 
And there you have it, our dear friend Raviv, that song Cry About It from her debut EP. Debut as Raviv, right? Yeah, that's how we say that. It's a debut. Trauma Response, it is out now. I am Raviv on socials. All the things for that will be in the show notes, as well as the link to our chat from uh, when she was on the show last year. So there you go. Thank you, my friend. Much appreciated. And uh, go check her out on all of the things. And um, yeah, is that all I had to say about that? Yes. Yes, it is. I almost went stone cold, but I remembered my stone cold impression is trash. I don't know if I got that right, but you know, I went for it. That's just going by vibes and maybe not by ear, and maybe it was wrong. So, Revive, I sincerely apologize if I screwed up the riff. <laughs> Please do not let that deter you from checking out her stuff. She is fantastic, and I hope she can come back on the show soon. So there you go with all of that. Thank you, my friend, for uh, for the okay there. All right, so we've got some stuff to talk about today. We had our question that I meant to do last week, but I forgot. I remembered this time. Uh, so we're going to, we'll, I guess, officially, technically, lead with that and then get on with the other stuff. Um, there's a lot of sports stuff at the end of the show. So if you don't like that, well, uh, I'm sorry, but I'll do my best. I'll let you know. It'll be fine. So our question was, if you were team mom or dad, what would be your go-to snack? And uh, Lockjaw actually asked what a team mom does, or team mom or dad does. Uh, so Drave jumped. We'll do this first, and then we'll get to the answers. Um, so Drave stepped in. Drave, hope you don't mind me reading this part. He said it's uh, basically the team mom and dad is responsible for feeding the team you know, snacks and whatnot after games and practices and all those things, usually games. Uh, he says, it's a small slice of suburban hell, really. I was going to have my son play Little League, but it was mandatory that people rotate working concessions. No. I'm with you on that one, Drave. 100%. Uh, if there's a parent who wants to do it, I say have at it. Uh, you know, not everyone has the time or the energy or the means or the resources or whatever to get that heavily involved. You know, sometimes putting them on the team and paying all those fees and whatnot, if there are any, are about the extent of uh, of what a parent can do. So, um, yeah, not a fan of, like, forced 
volunteerism, especially when in a lot of cases there are parents who will want to do it and will want to help out. So, you know, denying them that just because, oh, everyone has to get involved is, uh, is a bunch of shit. So, yeah, Drave, I'm with you, 100%. All right, Danielle says, uh, the big box of chips, case of juice, and tasty cakes from BJ's. I love it. BJ's is actually a good place to go for this because you get in bulk, it's cheaper, and you got to buy for usually, what, 10, 15, 20 kids, however many. And so, yeah, get it all at one place and, uh, you know, save some money, earn some. Do you get rewards with those memberships? I have no idea. Um, so that's good. I like it. I like it. Crippla says, I would like to say, or I would say, chips or Doritos and a bunch of munchy type stuff. So yeah, little little snack stuff. That's solid. It's easy too, right? Because every kid's going to enjoy like Doritos or Lay's or whatever. There'll be something in there for every kid, generally, right? Uh, oh, by the way, Drave said, I'll be the dad who brings soda and chips. There you go. Perfect. Simple and um, kind of tough to, because uh, like, with this, things like this, like variety is good, but can also be bad, which we'll talk about in a second uh, with the, the last answer we have here. Uh, Clockshot says, I remember one year in Little League that it rotated every week and it was orange slices or a healthy snack that was preferred. But for the sake of the argument, uh, I will say the Frito-Lay variety snacks, sacks, snack, sacks. That's tough, man. Why would you do that to me, Clockshot? Uh, with like 20 bags each, we'll do the trick. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, but I think we have a winner. No offense to anybody else, but Gertner jumped in here and said, Orange Slices and Sunny D, baby. That's right. That's perfect. That's perfect. Sunny D is good for you, right? Maybe? I don't know. And uh, Orange Slices. That's a good thing in this case because everybody gets the same thing. So like, if you have a variety pack of chips and somebody takes the last barbecue or whatever and one kid wanted it, then the kid's going to be bummed out, right? You don't want it. You want to avoid that at all costs. Plus, Orange Slices are, uh, are healthier than a bag of chips anyway and are probably good for the kid. Better for the kid than, uh, than the bag of chips, right? So I think Gertner's our winner. But the reason that I didn't do this last is because I wanted to save uh, Brian Amato's answer because I want to kind of talk about I want to riff on it for a little bit, if you don't mind. Brian Amato says, Lunchables. And if I remember correctly, when we did Best and Worst Lunchable on the podcast, I think that he selected the correct choice of pizza as the best one. I think so. If I'm remembering correctly and, you know, Fair point. My brain is mush right now, so maybe I'm not, but uh, he'll let me know. Brian will listen and let me know, maybe. So here's the thing. Like, I like that idea in theory because it's an easy, like, it's more variety than a bag of chips. It's probably, I don't know if it's better for you, but it's like more stuff than a bag of chips, right? Maybe more, more, more filling than a bag of chips. How about that? And so I like it for that reason, but they're kind of expensive. Like you have to buy, picture you have to buy 15 or let's say 20, right? You have, say you have 20 kids on the team, whatever sport this is, pick one, doesn't matter. So you have to buy 20 Lunchables and Lunchables, they're more expensive than say bag of chips or orange slices, right? For sure. And so that's an issue. It can be an issue, right? Unless you're Mr. Moneybags over there like Brian, but I, <laughs> so that can be an issue, but also Back to the variety thing, right? So like, say if you buy 20 things of Lunchables, say you buy like five of the pizzas, five turkey and cheese and five ham and cheese, and then five, whatever, the taco, the nacho one, right? Those are all still varieties of Lunchables, right? Um, so you do that and somebody doesn't like ham and cheese, but they really want nachos and they miss out on the nachos and have to eat the ham and cheese. Well, now you got an upset kid because the snacks that you bought 
well, they're good and they'll, you know, they'll fill the team up. You got a kid upset eating something he doesn't like, or maybe he can't eat, right? Maybe he's allergic to something or other, right? So I, although I did say for the sake of the question, assume that allergies are, are not a factor and homemade stuff is okay. So let's throw that part out. So let's forget that I said the allergy thing, but maybe you get a kid who just doesn't like ham and cheese and really wanted the nacho thing. And if some kid took the last nacho and all he's left with is ham and cheese, now he's bummed out, which is what you really want to avoid in this case, right? You want to do, like, if you're in charge of snacks, you want to avoid uh, making anybody mad if you can. And I think the way to do that is just kind of go get the same thing for everybody, right? Doesn't that, doesn't that make a little, like, I, again, I like the Lunchables pick in theory. I think it's good because that's more like more sustenance than a bag of chips, right? But I kind of, I kind of like the orange slice idea, even though I don't really like oranges that much, but like shove it in your mouth and you get some sunny D, you'll be fine. Right? I thought, damn it. That's what she said. Woo! Uh, thank you, Bender. Oh my God. I almost missed that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I like the Lunchables pick, but I just feel like it's a little trickier in a case like this where you have one to buy so many and two. Um, you don't want a kid to get upset because he doesn't get something that uh, that he can really eat, right? Or if he gets something that he can't eat, you don't want that either. For whatever reason it might be that he can't eat it, um, you know, you don't want that, right? Awesome. I just realized that I've been doing this for, what, 20 minutes and don't have the backup going, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. It probably wasn't going to work anyway, <laughs> so that's fine. All right. Never mind. There's a coin, and uh, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in for your answers for this week. I appreciate it. Um, you know, the last time I asked a question about snacks, nobody answered. So I'm really glad people jumped in with their responses this time. Although, uh, I'm not looking for snacks right now, but yeah, that's not true. I'm always looking for snacks. Who am I kidding? So there you go. Thank you very much for that, for your answers and, uh, for indulging me for a few minutes on that. All right. So I mentioned we have a new plan for Memorial Day weekend, and that is because we learned, well, Okay, we're going to have to go back to 2019 here. The first year when we moved here, a month after we moved here. We moved here in, you know, middle of April, and then Memorial Day, Memorial Day, pronounce all those syllables, Pat, is May, right? So we get a thing in the door, Memorial Day weekend, says, hey, we're having a block, maybe like a week before. Like, hey, we're having a block party on this day. Please move your cars and, you know, come out and join the fun, whatever it said. I don't remember. Um, and I was like, well, we don't have a car, so... Uh, I'm not really, I don't have to worry about that part. And that weekend or that night, uh, Jill was dog sitting. So she was away. So it was just going to be me. And I was like, well, I'm not going to that. So I, so I just like, all right, good to know, whatever. I ignored it. And then that night, the music, they got a DJ and it felt like the speaker was set up right outside my house and was pointing at my door because it was shaking the windows. It was loud as hell. And, uh, it went on to like midnight. It was insane. I had to watch TV with my headphones because I legitimately couldn't hear what was going on. So I got a little, uh, little miffed about that. And I was like, all right, well, next year we'll figure something out. And then, you know, 2020 COVID, nothing happened. They didn't do it last year, which I think is a good thing. Cause we had a newborn, like a brand new newborn at that time. And so this year we got no notice in the door, but then on Saturday, you know, we saw, well, we saw porta potties across the street, which can mean two things. Number one, there's going to be some serious construction or renovations going on. Or we're going to have a little uh, a shindig that we're either not invited to and are going to be uh, be upset by somehow. So Saturday afternoon, we're kind of getting ourselves uh, you know, into our 
settling into our routine of uh, just hanging out with the kid and uh, and doing all that. So then we hear the music start, and it is loud. It is very loud, shaking the windows, super loud. And both of us have had headaches every day since we got COVID in December. So that's not helping. The rattling bass is not helping. And so I was like, all right, well, we can't sit here all day and listen to that because it's going to just drive us nuts and we can't watch TV because we won't be able to hear anything. Uh, Luckily, the kiddo didn't seem to care at all. But we were like, you know what? Nope, we can't. We got to go. And if I had known ahead of time, I would have put this new idea into action. So we decided... We're just going to go. We went to the uh, the outdoor mall here, did some shopping, got some food, just kind of wander around just to be out of the house and off the block for a few hours. Ended up being a great day. I still have to find sneakers before we go away, um, but ended up being a really great day for us. And then we got home and the music stopped at like 20 minutes later. So like that worked out really well. Um, but if I had known ahead of time, I decided our new plan, Memorial Day weekend, the Saturday of Memorial Day, we're just going to go stay in a hotel, like not to go see anything, although maybe it could evolve to that at some point. But the general idea is to just get out of the house, get off the block and avoid this this whole shindig altogether. And when I say block party, it didn't seem like that because it seemed like it was just one or two families that just wanted to have a party and they blocked off the street and hired a DJ and did all this stuff. And um, I guess because we weren't part of it, it just seemed, although I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of it anyway, but it was just an annoyance for us all day. So that's why we had to leave. So I decided, yeah, we're just going to go stay at a hotel overnight, just get away from the block and get away from all that noise and, you know, deal with some new noise, but it won't be that bad, right? At least I hope not. So that's our plan for Memorial Day going forward on Saturday. Because I just think, um, like, we can't, we don't want to, like, go to the party. We don't care. And it also doesn't seem like we were invited this time because we got no really, no real uh, notice that it was happening and no, like, Hey, because usually for a block party, right, you ask all the neighbors to participate and you say, okay, you bring this, you bring this, you do this, you pay for this, and then we'll all have a good time. But it didn't seem like that happened. It just seemed like, you know, a couple of families wanted to have a party and block off the street for some reason, which, um, you know, you know my feelings on loud music in general. I just think this is a step in the in the wrong direction. But uh, yeah, so we have a new plan. We did some shopping. We uh, we developed a new plan for uh, for a holiday weekend. And uh, hopefully next year it'll be great. Or maybe the people will move and they won't do the party anymore. Or maybe not move. Maybe they just won't do the party anymore and we'll not have to worry about that. But um, since uh, we're going to work off this assumption that they will, and then we're going to go away and get out of town for the day and, uh, you know, go someplace with a pool and just hang out. Right? Sound good? Great. Because I don't give a about block parties or any of that stuff. Because, uh, you know, Wilford Brimley, as, uh, as he once said, RIP, it's entirely too loud in here at the uh, Kids Teen Choice Awards. So <laughs> it's a joke for one person, and I'm glad you were here to hear it. I don't know if you were or not, but if you are, God bless you, and thank you very much. All right, so that is, um, that's like the me stuff for this week. We did it all. Thank you very much. We got some sports things. Um, well, the first thing isn't, it is sports because it involves athletes and fantasy football, but it's not like numbers and this team did this and this team did that. So maybe... If you don't like sports, you can stick around for this ridiculous story and then check out after that. So <laughs> I love this story. It's so ridiculous. And again, I don't think I have even all the information yet, but Tommy Pham is an outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds and Jock Peterson is an outfielder for the San Francisco Giants. They had a series last weekend and during batting practice, you know, they're go- oh, Jock Peterson's out there warming up or whatever. Tommy Pham, 
walks out and says, hey, man, you remember last year? And Peterson's like, yeah, fantasy football? Fam goes, yeah, and he smacked him in the face. And there's a camera that caught it, and everybody's like, dude, what the hell? What's going on? So we find out that Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson were in a fantasy football league together among, uh, among other major leaguers. And Tommy Pham was upset that uh, Jock Peterson, he thought Jock Peterson was cheating because he was you know, stashing players on his injury list. But Peterson was like, dude, it's in the rules. We can do this. It's fine. What are you talking about? And so Pham was like, dude, you're cheating. This is And then there was also a group chat in which... Uh, Tommy or Jock Peterson shared a gif of the Padres, you know, making fun of the Padres. It was three weightlifters and it was like Giants, Dodgers were two weightlifters and the Padres was another one. And the weightlifter who was under the Padres uh, logo buckled under the pressure to insinuate that, uh, well, not insinuate, but to, you know, reflect that the Padres um, were doing well and then they weren't missed the playoffs last year. So maybe poking fun at the Padres playing poorly and uh, Tommy Pham was upset by this. He played for the Padres at the time. He's like, bro, we're not friends like that. Like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, we don't we don't joke like that because we're not buddies. And uh, it was funny because Jock Peterson said when Tommy Pham slapped him, that was the first time they met in person, which is not uncommon in, you know, today's landscape of technology and social things and whatnot. But, I mean, if that that's the first time you meet this guy in person, you slap him? Come on, man. And it's just, oh, my God. This story is ridiculous. I love it. I love, I love, love, love this story so much because it's so ridiculous. Tommy Pham was so upset about supposed cheating in fantasy football that his first recourse was to find him and slap him. And apparently, <laughs> he said in the group chat, he said, next time I see you, I'm going to give you a pimp slap. So I'm like, all right, well... You know, uh, Jock Peterson was warned, I guess. <laughs> so then, you know, after the uh, supposed cheating and the the pimp slap threat, Tommy Pham left the league, and then, you know, the slap happens, and then there was a rain delay, and it was during that time that the league said, hey, um, or no, the Giants said to the Reds, like, hey, he should, you know, Pham should sit out this game. And the Reds were like, no, what are you talking about? No. So Major League Baseball stepped in and said, all right, buddy, we're going to suspend you three games. And he's like, okay, only if today's game counts. So instead of being suspended Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Major League Baseball said, okay. Uh, Tommy Pham did not appeal, did not deny any of this, by the way. Like, this is what happened. And then he came out and said more <laughs> Just made it worse. He just keeps making it worse for himself. Like, yeah, it's this and da, da, da. And he's really, you know, taking fantasy football quite seriously, more serious than I've ever taken it, that's for sure. Um, but I love it. I love this story. It's fantastic that he got so upset that his first reaction was to slap the at a Jock Peterson the first time he saw him in person. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? And apparently there was a $10,000 buy-in. So I guess, uh, you know, the line for uh, for slapping someone over fantasy football is 10000 bucks. And he jokingly called out Mike Trout, who is the, he being Tommy Pham, is the, who is the commissioner of the league. And... According to Fam and other people, like, hey, nobody really wanted it. We kind of made him be commissioner. So then why even mention it? Like, why mention Mike Trout at all in this story? Like, this is between you and Jock Peterson because you thought Jock was cheating and you you decided to slap him for some reason. And I, I don't really know why. But it's just like this story 
Like he blamed Mike Trout. He thought Jock was cheating. Jock was like, no, here are the rules. He felt disrespected by the gift, making fun of the Padres. And it's just, I'm sure there's more to it. I don't know. I feel like Tommy Pham will put out another statement about this soon, or maybe he already has. I love it. Like, I love it. My team is playing terribly right now, so I needed a good story like this to uh, to laugh about and realize that, you know, there are some people, even millionaires, who uh, who take things way too seriously. So there you go. Fantasy football, man. There's That's not why I don't play anymore. I just kind of got tired of it. But um, I've never paid to play fantasy football. So I guess maybe that's why I've never been truly invested. Although the one time we did a four-team league, that was fun as hell. Oh, man. Hey, three people. Do this next year. <laughs> no. No, I don't want to do it. Um, so there you go. There's your, I don't know, your like weird, wacky, funny sports story of the week. I'll, I don't know if I'll be able to find other ones, but I think that's hilarious. Uh, why call out Mike Trout? Why? Why would you? And, of course, and the player who was uh, apparently stashed on the bench, the uh, the NFL player was on the 49ers. Apparently he got wind of it. And like people are, his parents are calling him like, Hey, you're in this, you're involved in this story. He's like, yeah, all right. That's great. I'm just here to play the game and help win. And you know, if they win money because of me, that's great. You're welcome. Or whatever he said. He's like, why are you doing this to me? So <laughs> Tommy Pham has started a whole storm of because he felt cheated by Jock Peterson in the fantasy football league. Utterly ridiculous. I love every second of it. So, uh, yeah, there's your, <laughs> Here's your wild sports story of the week. Now let's get to the real stuff. Um, oh, man. It's a bummer. The Phillies are awful. They won the other day, which is great. But uh, overall this year, they've been bad. They've been pretty bad. Like, who knew that hiring a bunch of DHs to uh, to play the outfield would come back to bite them? Oh, yes, everyone. Um, they're not hitting well. The defense, which we knew, is bad. So we're not. I'm not really like... A lot of people are harping on how bad the defense is, but like we knew it was going to happen. So now it's just comical at this point that uh, just how bad they are. And the pitching's been mostly terrible, especially in the bullpen again. And this has been on, you know, it's been a running theme for what, six, seven years that the bullpen has been garbage. And so I don't know what to do. Um, a lot of fans are, well, I don't know. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch, keep watching and hope they turn it around. But um, a lot of fans are saying, hey, it's time to fire the manager. And I've never been a fan of that because I've never been, I've never been a fan to make a change just because. Like you have to have a plan in place to rectify whatever broke, right? And if you fire the manager Joe Girardi right now, you got nobody to replace him. Like everybody on the staff is kind of inexperienced, except for um, I think there is someone who's managed in the minors. Why well, can't I remember anyone's name right now? But anyway, you don't want to do it. Like there's no ex-manager sitting out there waiting to get a phone call to manage your team, right? So you don't want to do that. You don't want to kind of leave them without a captain, as it were. And, you know, also, he's not the one making the bad plays and making uh, making the mistakes on the field, but he's not making the best decisions with personnel either. So he's not blameless. I'm not saying that. But making a change just because, if you feel like this is going to shake things up and solve all the problems, you're kidding yourself. Because a new manager is not going to make these guys catch the ball. Uh, it's not going to, you know, make sure these guys start hitting. And he's not going to make the bullpen guys better. So I feel like that's not, you know, the team has already said, or uh, as of right now, they're not going to pick up his option for next year. So essentially, this is his last year anyway as manager. So 
I mean, ride it out. Maybe uh, Dave Dombrowski can make some moves and, and see what happens there. But, you know, the team's more than a couple guys away, right? They're not... Um, they're not right on the cusp of contention. Why did I choose those words in that order? But, um, you know, they're not just one move away, right? It's going to take some pieces and moving around and, uh, and things like that to, to really turn this around and it's June. So you kind of got to hurry up here, but you know, like I said, I'm not a fan of just making a change just because, and the manager isn't always at fault. You know, maybe, uh, I, I saw a stat that since what was the year it was from MLB.com. Uh, since 1969, I think, 174 times the manager has been let go mid Like they changed managers midseason, the teams. And 14 of those teams made the playoffs. 14 of 174. I think that was the number if I'm wrong. I don't know. The point is, the result you're expecting, you're going to get a new manager in there and you're going to turn the team around and make the playoffs. It doesn't happen that often. So... Get that out of your head. That's not, I mean, if you want to fire the guy just because you don't want to see him manage anymore, that's one thing. But expecting the team to magically get better with a new manager is silly, and you shouldn't think that. I don't know. But also, like, who can win with this team? Like, the team can't play defense. The pitching's mostly terrible, and they're not hitting. Everybody's in a slump at the same time, it seems. So if you say, oh, we'll just change the manager, you're not changing the guys on the field, and they're not going to magically be better for a new coach. So... Do I know what the solution is? I mean, you know, see ball, hit ball, and, you know, get three outs in a row, relievers. But, I, you know, limit the walks. Like, if you want to be more specific about it, stop walking everyone in the late innings. I guess that's it. And uh, catch the damn ball. So there are my... <laughs> Pat, how do you fix the Phillies? Here we go. Number one, see ball, hit ball. Number two, stop walking guys late in the game. And, uh, and number three catch the goddamn ball. So there you go. There are your three, my three keys to fix the Phillies. There it is. Um, <laughs> there you go. We got it. We solved it. We're good. We solved the case. All right. Breaking news real quick. I had to, I hooked up the, one of the old microphones. I don't even have the booster. So I don't know what this is going to sound like, but I opened Facebook to check something. And as of seven minutes ago, I'll have to shoehorn this in. The Phillies have relieved Joe Girardi of his duties as manager today. So all that stuff I said about uh, making change just because, apparently the Phillies said And uh, Joe Girardi is no longer the... I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm, I'm laughing at the timing of it because I already recorded, like the patrons don't won't know this, but um, I already recorded the show and I just I spent a whole chunk of time on like why... like. Is this going to really change anything? And they decided apparently it will. So uh, Joe Girardi, effective today, uh, June 3rd. He is no longer managing the Phillies. Bench coach Rob Thompson will be interim manager through the end of the 2022 season. And assistant coach Bobby, or coaching assistant Bobby Meacham was also relieved of his duties today. Let me just see this statement here. If anything... uh, If anything jumps out that I need to mention to you, that's a lot. It's really small print. I can't see... Phillies, come on. There's a coin. What you need to know is Joe Girardi has been relieved of his duties effective June 3rd, and Rob Thompson is the interim manager for the rest of the year. And um, coaching assistant Bobby Meacham was also let go today. So, yeah, that's Friday. I'm doing like I was just starting to edit the show, and I opened Facebook to look at something else, and I saw that Joe Girardi has been relieved. So all that stuff that I said uh, before, or maybe 
yeah, we'll put it. Uh, we'll put this after, and then we'll get back to the show somehow. I hope this sounds okay. I'm really I'm connected kind of weirdly, but uh, yeah. So all that stuff I said about making changes for changes' sake. Well, I guess the Phillies decided that enough's enough, as Owen Hart once said, and it's time for a change. So Joe Girardi out as Phillies manager, and uh, I'm out of this segment. So let's get back to the show. We're good to go. Next. Um, Although I did read the other day, kind of kind of related to NL East. Uh, actually, the, the last baseball thing is NL East. So all this is NL East stuff. Um, somebody a few weeks ago, whenever Max Scherzer got hurt, somebody said, oh, the Mets are down another ace of their staff. So the NL East is wide open. And uh, to whoever wrote that, you've clearly not watched the NL East because the Phillies are a mess. The Braves are streaky at best. The Marlins are, you know, have been one guy away for seven years or so. I know they made the playoffs like two years ago, but anyway, um, and the Nationals are not good. They're in last place. They're the worst team in the division, uh, which is saying something when the Phillies are there right now. So the fact that the Mets are down several pitchers right now and will still win the division, like they're still up in the division by like 10 and a half games. It's June. Um, that says a lot about the quality of the rest of the division and that it's, uh, well, basically it's So to say that the, the division's wide open, you're I don't know what division you're talking about, but it's certainly not the NL East because uh, it's the Mets to lose. There you go. There's your shout out for Matt Ibanez. Uh, Till Mets do as part as this podcast. I don't remember the network he's on, but shout him out in case he listens. I don't know if he does, but there you go, Matt Ibanez. Big fan. We should. I should have you on. We should make fun. You should make fun of how bad my team is, and then we'll talk about the Falcons and how bad they are so I can feel a little better. All right, there you go. If he listens, I have no idea, but um, maybe he will, and he'll come on the show. So there you go. There's your Phillies. Oh, my God. And speaking of the Nationals, as we just mentioned, their GM, uh, is it Mike Rizzo? Rizzo from the Muppets? I don't know. Uh, says, hey, we're not trading Juan Soto. We're not going to trade Juan. Nope. Forget it. Stop asking. We're not going to trade him. We're going to build around him. So here's my problem with that. Number one, they're not very good. They're last in the division, like I said. They're the worst team in the division. And the teams ahead of them, specifically the Mets and uh, I would say the Braves, even though they're stumbling at the moment, are much better than they are. So it's not like they have to go out and get like one pitcher or like a third baseman, and then they'll be ready to contend for the division again. So I, I just like the the whole, I like the idea in theory that you're going to build around your superstar. You should do that. The guy's what, 23 or 24? He's already one of the best players in the game by far, and he's probably only going to get better. So he's nearing the end of his rookie deal. And everyone's saying, oh, well, the Nationals are not great, so they should trade him, restock the farm and rebuild. But uh, GM said, nope. We're going to keep this going. We're going to rebuild around him, and it's going to be great. Uh, the problem is he's going he's gonna to probably get a contract north of $400 million. So can you afford to pay him that much and get all the pieces you need to be a contender while he's still in his prime and still one of the best players in the league? I don't know. I don't know what their finances are beyond that, uh, or at all, actually. So I have no idea, but um, it's a nice thought. You want to build around your superstar, but... Here's a guy who is a tremendous player, and his agent, Scott Boris, is known for getting his clients the biggest paydays possible. So, you know, good thought, but I don't think it's going to work out in practice, but we shall see. Um, how funny would it be? This won't happen for sure, but how funny would it be if the Phillies poach Juan Soto from the Nationals too? Like, they already got Bryce Harper, signed him to a massive deal, and he is uh, living up to it so far. So how great would it be if they just signed Juan Soto as well? <laughs> Oh, man, it won't happen. I would love it, but it won't happen. So we shall see. Maybe, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, the GM will decide, you know what? We're not going to be able to sign him to a long-term deal. 
So it's best to flip him, get some prospects, and and go about this the uh, the other way. So we shall see. If that happens, I'll be sure to let you know uh, as soon as I can. All right? And uh, let's see. There's your NL East, I guess, recap. The Braves are uh, up and down, and the Marlins are, um, well, they're the Marlins. So there you go. We're good there. We did See, we did it. We talked about every team in the division. And finally this week, uh, the news came out the other day that the late great John Madden will be on the cover of Madden 23. This is the first time since 2000 he'll be on the cover of his game. And, uh, you know, 2000s when they started with the players. Barry Sanders was on the um, special edition. And Dorsey Levins, I think, was on the regular edition. And then every year after that, they've done players on the cover. So, which I, I kind of, I don't know. I liked having Madden on the cover. I kind of preferred that. But how many, like, can you get Madden in 20 whatever different poses and make it uh, make it unique? Especially now that he's gone. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you could continue to do it. Like, you probably couldn't have him on Madden 24. You probably have to switch it up. But I kind of liked, I kind of preferred Madden on the cover. That's me. But anyway, um, I'm sure they got stock photos of John Madden. So there you go. So Madden 23 comes out in August. Um, Pat, are you going to get it? I don't, you know, not right away. Um, I have Madden 21 that I got a uh, half price a couple years ago, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. But if I had played, if I had paid more f- than that for it, I would be upset because there's not a lot in the game for me anymore. Like I'm, you know, franchise, and if there's a career mode, I'll try that. But all this other extra stuff and the online stuff, um, I don't care about any of it. So uh, maybe not, but. I'm interested to see if they'll, um, if this is going to be like a Madden tribute version, if you will, if they're going to make any big improvements to the game. We shall see. But uh, I figured I, I talked about some crappy stuff sports wise. So let's get a good note in there to wrap the show, as uh, that's pretty cool. I like it. John Madden will be uh, on the cover once again of his video games. So there you go with all of that. And I just realized I never watched the documentary, I got it saved in my DVR. I'm going to check it out as soon as I can. But uh, time is something I don't have. So there you go. That's all. We did it. Enjoy uh, all the things you got going on. Enjoy the playoffs. NBA finals are set. The Celtics and the Warriors and the NHL. We have the Lightning and the Rangers and the Avalanche and the Oilers. So go whoever you like. My uh, Stanley Cup final pick is still in play. My NBA finals pick is not in play at all. Um, So... There you go. Wait, did I, I I don't know if I picked both of them incorrectly, but uh, I know I picked the Mavericks for some reason because I don't know a lot about the NBA. Uh, I guess that's it. So there you go. That's all the stuff. We're good. My thanks to everybody who weighed in on the question. My thanks to Revive for uh, for the tune, Cry About It, and her EP Trauma Response is available now. So go get it where you get stuff. Stream it. Buy it. Tell her I sent you. She'll probably remember who I am. Uh, maybe fondly. I don't know. I'm a big fan. And I hope she comes back on the show. That was weird, Pat. What are you doing? All right. So that, <laughs> that is all. Thank you for being here. The, <laughs> the meltingpat.com for all of my stuff. Uh, I did put a, uh, a tab on my website. The network tab on my website it has all the shows that everybody does. Panels of Pixels, What Lurks Behind, Podcast Zero, Wilhelm, all of those things. I'm trying to figure out how to format it better. But for now, it's just a list. You click on them and you go to the show. Because we switched uh, with uh, websites, and I realized I don't know if there's a landing page for that anymore. And I keep telling you that there's one, and now it's at least part of my website, so you can go check it out. All right, all right. So there you go: two zero nine eight six seven seven six three eight with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course corrections. There we go. Send a text or yell at me via voicemail, and uh, and we'll go from there. 
All right. All right. G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. I think we're good. This has been an 8 Boiler production. Next week is my birthday. I don't know what's happening. I may have a guest. I don't know. Um, scheduling is tough, as you know. So I'll either have a guest or it'll be a regular show and I'll figure something out. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. If I'm going to do anything like super special for it. Um, but if you have a suggestion, let me know by Wednesday. All right. All right. Sounds good to me. Does it sound good to you? I don't know. I hope so. And then the week after I'm going on vacation. So we'll be a, that'll be a mail, blah, blah, mailbag episode, which will be recorded tomorrow. Um, so by the time you hear this, it'll be done, but send me your questions anyway, and uh, we'll get them for the next one. All right. All right. So there you go. We're good. We are good. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Till next time, my friends have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We're all good, right? That's all the things we wrote down. Thank you so much for being here. You've been inside the melting pad. I'll talk to you next week. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty outside, some lemonade will be nice. Of a spice from the top to a VK. Got a bar crop of drinks, but girls got the bait on the front porch. I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess, martini time. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, space so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. You sent me from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm feeling kind of boy. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. And the friend Go girl work the cold one Go girl work the cold one What? Go girl work the cold one Go girl work the cold one Yo, when I'm fishing Let's keep one thing clear The bait's over there The brew's right here Two six packs in a big bag of ice Didn't even get to bite But the brew tastes nice, nice. Back to the ball So every jack of reason I collide Need a whole lot of them food drinks They got me a buzz I must tell you I'm the Kool-Aid kid my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah.